We all know about the fragile state of the U.S. dollar and the fragile mental state of President Joe Biden. His printing and spending could be catastrophic for the value of the dollar and the market. Now, we patriots know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic and it is only going to get worse. And that is why I recommend you diversify with gold and silver now. The only company I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or your 401k with a gold IRA. So go get your information kit right now. They can also deliver physical gold or silver right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and want to build a long-term relationship. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from a third-party consumer protection agency, five stars with TrustLink. They are AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance and they have an A plus from the Better Business Bureau. Get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that POSO sent you. So do not wait. Click, go to their website today, allegiancegold.com slash POSO. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare for what comes next. That's allegiancegold.com slash POSO, allegiancegold.com slash POSO. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's headlines. Number one, the Mounties are threatening to arrest the truckers blocking the border up there between the United States and Canada and Alberta. We'll dig into this. Number two, however, the Mounties are finding trouble because Alberta towing companies are reportedly rejecting requests to supply trucks, tow trucks, to the Mounties. Third, massive leak out of the Biden White House. An Afghanistan memo from the National Security Council shows the administration's failures during the, during the fall of Kabul. And then finally, the White House is terrified that President Biden will get COVID because it will show that the vaccines aren't fully effective when it comes to Omicron. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. to be here or do not wish to have your truck impounded and be arrested, you're being given the option to move out to your vehicle and leave. Once we start enforcement action, people will be arrested, trucks will be impounded and seized. That is the message we were told to deliver, so we are delivering it. In return, George, correct, George? Yep. We will deliver your message that that is not what you want to do, that you have no intent to comply. Scenes we're seeing out of Rebel News up there in Canada, the border crossing, U.S., Alberta. It's, it's incredible. It's cinematography. It's as if you're watching something out of a movie itself. And because the quality, right, and I just really want to praise the quality of the Rebel News reporters up there that are doing this, because they're the only reporters that are actually embedded within, uh, within that protest, within the blockade there. And the footage that they're getting out, it feels right when you watch that. And if you're just listening on the podcast, you've, you've got to go back and actually watch this footage. Or you go, you see it, it's been all over the internet. I've, of course, posted on Twitter, Getter, everywhere, that it looks like you're watching a movie. To see these truckers standing up, knowing that they could be arrested, knowing that, um, I mean, they could have their CDLs taken away, 
right? So you would be actually losing your livelihood. They're willing to risk that. They've got skin in the game. And that's really the biggest thing here. So what's happening, what's the details? The Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and this is out of Daily Mail, are threatening to arrest the truckers blockading the U.S. border in Alberta unless they leave now. The Mounties give the Freedom Convoy an ultimatum after their one-time cheerleader, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister, turned on them for protesting his vaccine mandates. Calgary-based civil liberties lawyer Chad Williamson, who is there, revealed that the Mounties handed members of the so-called Freedom Convoy an ultimatum on Tuesday. Williamson said the police have essentially shut down all negotiations. They've indicated they're going to seize equipment and they've indicated they are going to reopen the highway. Now, of course, Trudeau in the past had praised them, but is now attacking them. Their GoFundMe page for the Freedom Convoy has reached 9.9 million Canadian dollars. So this footage, folks, this footage that's coming out of Calgary, in Alberta, right? So it's south of Calgary, north of the Pacific Northwest. And if you're looking on, on the maps in terms of this, we did the map break yesterday, this really is the main thoroughfare, your main border crossing when you're going from Calgary, which is a huge source, by the way, of beef. It's a huge source of poultry, uh, tons of farms there. By the way, we're also seeing in footage, again, from Rebel News, because of the only people who are there, that the tractors from the farmers of Alberta are now also getting in on this. They're coming, they're blocking the road as well in solidarity with the truckers. This thing has turned into a massive movement and the regime, and I do call it the regime, right? We're, we're talking about Canada, we're talking about the United States, but we, there is this sort of Western Atlantic axis kind of regime that seems to travel between London and Ottawa and Washington, DC. And we've seen the outlines of this thing. It's hard to actually define what the regime is, but we know there is one. And I've said this before, and this is a theory that I've been trying to outline, that we are living through an era of regime politics, and you need to look at it this way. By the way, the Canadian Party, uh, the Canadian Communist Party came out and is attacking the workers. So they're attacking the truckers. This is amazing to me. The Communist Party of Canada is attacking workers for rising up and saying that they're against the vaccine mandates. And the Communist Party of Canada, who are they siding with? Of course, they're siding with the regime for the bio-mandates that they're pushing down on everybody, that they're pushing down on the workers. Which just goes to show me that yes, in fact, they are actual communists. Because of course, if you know anything about the history of actual communism, and I've been a huge student of the Chinese Civil War. I'm also reading a book, um, Pyotr Rangel, Always with Honor, about the Russian Civil War. Highly recommend this. Communists have always been against the workers. There's a reason that communists outlawed right, workers' unions. And there's a reason that it was the workers of Poland and the shipyards that led solidarity and broke the communist um, Soviet Union. One incredible story out of westernstandardonline.com. Alberta towing companies have rejected requests to supply trucks, tow trucks, to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So what's going on, right? Well, we talked in the last segment about how the police are coming in there and they're saying, look, we are going to start arresting you. We're going to start seizing equipment. But here's the little problem for them. What are you going to do if you arrest the truckers, but the trucks are all still there? 
This is why this is why I actually love the the trucker protest because it, it as much as as it is about the truckers and about what they're doing, but the actual physical element of these massive big rigs and these semis and eighteen wheelers being left on the road, and the honks, you know, they, there's there's a phrase, right? The phrase is amateurs talk strategy, professionals talk logistics. So you can talk all day long about, oh, what's your strategy? Should they be protesting? Should they not be protesting? But here's what I think is even more interesting to me because I start thinking about logistics. Let's say that you want to break up the protest. All right, how do you do it? Well, you arrest the protesters, but wait a minute. Now the 18-wheelers are all still there and they're blocking the road, the only road in this in this instance in, uh, in Calgary. Or if you're looking at Ottawa, they're all right there on Parliament Hill. How are you going to even get tow trucks in there to get rid of it. It would be a logistical absolute nightmare. And now, by the way, we're getting this story, and I'll read a second, from Western Standard Online, that the tow truck companies of Alberta are saying, look, we work with the trucking companies. These are our best business partners. Why would we want to go after these guys, throw them under the bus? You know what? Leave us out of it. We don't want to be part of this circus. We're not doing the song and dance. So authorities searching for tow truck companies to assist in the removal of trucks from the border blockade are coming up empty handed. According to local trucking companies, requests have come in since Sunday for trucks to assist the RCMP should they look to haul away trucks or other vehicles participating in the border blockade. The Western Standard spoke with a number of truck companies in Southern Alberta, including Calgary, Lethbridge and Medicine Hat. And they're telling people that they've said, look, our trucks are not heading outside of Calgary. We're going to main in. We're going to service the surrounding area. Um, we're not interested. We don't want to get involved. These are our biggest areas. We have relationships in our community and contracts that would be in jeopardy if we participate in any way. A lot of these smaller companies don't want to get their reputation ruined in the communities they serve. So they don't want to get involved. This is, <laughs> this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Look. A trucker is a trucker is a trucker. The tow truck drivers are siding with the long haul truckers. And they're saying, look, why would we want to do this? That's how you know this is an actual worker movement. So when Prime Minister Trudeau goes out there and he says, oh, it's a fringe minority, a bunch of racists and all this, they're, you know, these guys don't even know what they're talking about up there at his lake house, right? We'll explain this. This is spreading like a prairie fire because it's that freedom spirit that's going started in one element of society and it's now spread to another one. And that means it's going to spread to another. I just talked in the last segment about how the farmers are now getting involved on the border as well. This is a huge problem. By the way, Quebec province, Quebec just dropped. They were going to do incredibly draconian. They took a page out of Austria's book and they were imposing a vax tax or a no vax tax, I should say. So they were going to start taxing citizens. They were going to start taxing citizens if you were not vaccinated. So they weren't going to say, oh, it's not a requirement, but you have to pay a fee if you haven't received your vaccination. So another bio mandate in this province. So the Alberta premier has said that he's going to work to try to do something to drop the vaccine mandates. But of course, it's not happening fast enough. And the Mounties are sitting there. They're caught between a rock and a hard place. That's why they stood down, because they don't, they literally have no logistical way of stopping this protest. They have no logistical way for actually, sure, you can arrest the truck drivers, but then what are you going to do? They're the ones who know how to drive the trucks. And I guarantee you, you're not going to have enough people 
uh, in the Mounties that even know how to be able to drive all those trucks. Yeah, maybe some of them do, right? But will you have enough? Right? Again, this is Canada we're talking about. The numbers are not that large. Some people were even saying that if you look at the numbers of the Canadian military versus the number of the truckers that seem to be participating in this, you're almost at parity. So you're almost at equal numbers, uh, parallel numbers of the Canadian military to the number of truckers that are supporting this thing and the number of people supporting the truckers. Because you've got people, and there's videos of this all over, of these trucks driving through, right, suburban areas, suburban neighborhoods, stopping off at select houses that go into the house, and there's 30, 40 people inside the house, and they're packing lunch meat and sandwiches, and they're getting everything ready. They're singing the Canadian national anthem. They're saying, we are here. We're going to support you. It, it has become an actual underground. It's become an actual anti-regime underground. Maybe you call it anti-Trudeau anti underground, whatever it is. But this movement is absolutely real, and it's terrifying them. That's why you're seeing Prime Minister Trudeau right now lashing out, trying to Jan 6 everybody, calling them extremists, calling them racists, smearing them. It's all they can do is go into the smear cycle because they have got nothing else. They go right into the smear cycle and they, they say, oh, I'm not going to meet with these people. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do anything because, well, oh, but you met with Black Lives Matter. You marched with Black Lives Matter. They were toppling monuments. They were screaming all sorts of extremism. But you met with them and you marched with them, Prime Minister Trudeau. And Prime Minister Trudeau is in hiding. He won't show his face. Well, today, of course, is Groundhog's Day and Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow. And what does that mean? Six more weeks of promo code POSO at MyPillow.com. But in all seriousness, there is a winter storm front. It is an ice front, a storm, a cold storm that is sweeping across the entire country right now. It's coming down through the Midwest. It's heading to the East Coast again. This thing is going to hit by this weekend. Go to MyPillow.com backslash POSO. We've got all the new deals up there. You've got 50% off. You've got 60% off. You go get all the products, the Giza Dream Sheets, right? You've got the bedding. You've got the blankets, the winter robes. You've got the slippers. This is the place you go. Get ready now. Prepare now. The time to prepare is now, not when it happens. When it happens, it's already too late. MyPillow.com backslash POSO. Now, I want to take you back, though. I want to take you back a little bit to the Halkion days, right? Of August 15th, 2021, 15.30 in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time, the Biden White House, the National Security Council, because leaked documents have now come out from the National Security Council on that fateful day. And if you remember, August 15th, 2021 was the fall of Kabul. Well, we've now got leaked documents by way of Axios start actually going through and memorializing, telling us in this memo, in this Afghan war memo, telling us what the Biden White House was doing just hours before the Taliban raced into town and overtook the entire city. And these documents are absolutely damning. There's really no other way to put it. This is a scandal that is on par with the Pentagon Papers. And this is clearly, clearly grounds for impeachment should Congress be turned over next year. But I want to go back and show you that video of what was happening that day in Afghanistan, in Kabul, specifically at that airport.
So here's the story. Leaked documents from a White House Situation Room meeting the day before Kabul fell shed new light on just how unprepared the Biden administration was to evacuate Afghan nationals who had helped the U.S. in its 20-year war against the Taliban. Why does this matter? Hours before the Taliban seized control of Afghanistan's capital on August 15, 2021, senior Biden administration officials were still discussing and assigning even basic actions involved in a mass civilian evacuation. Outsiders were frustrated and suspicious that the administration was having plenty of meetings, but was stuck in bureaucratic inertia and lacked urgency until the final fateful moments. While the murder immediately peppered the document, it's clear officials were still scrambling to finalize their plans as the afternoon of August 14th. For example, they had just decided that they probably needed to notify Afghan staff to begin to register their interest in relocation to the United States, the document says, and they were still determining which countries could serve as transit points for evacuees. Why does this matter? Because the 13 honored dead that fell at Kabul airport are directly related to this. There was no plan. It was a rushed exit after they had already delayed it from May. Remember the original plan, the deal was for a May evacuation. The plan was in place. All they had to do was follow it. They're the ones who wanted to have the speech on September 11th. They're the ones who wanted to have that moment where they could say, we ended the war in Afghanistan and handed the reins over. But the fall of Kabul is on their heads because they put politics over reality. They didn't want to actually see what was happening on the ground. They didn't listen to what was happening on the ground. All they cared about was their little bubble, their little blue and on bubble that they live in in the White House. And then Joe Biden sitting up there, the commander in chief, checking his watch while he waited at Dover Air Force Base as the bodies of our honored dead, our 13 honored dead came in from Kabul. This is an article of impeachment. I don't know how else to put it. This is a scandal that could take down any president, period, full stop, end of story. Well, we all know what President Biden has been telling us all along. Get vaxxed, get boosted. Get vaxxed, get boosted. Constantly saying it, right? Well, it's a new story out of Daily Mail, according to the Associated Press, by the way, says that the White House, there's something they're not telling us. The White House is terrified that President Biden, 79 years old, will get COVID. When President Joe Biden met with U.S. governors at the White House on Monday, he was the only person given a glass of water, lest anyone else remove their mask to take a drink. So they wouldn't even hand out water, glasses of water, to the governors because they were worried that someone would take off their mask around him. The president was seated more than 10 feet from everybody, not the six feet of social distance, 10 feet away, including, by the way, Vice President Kamala Harris, a little bit of shade war right there, and members of his own cabinet. A White House staffer was wearing a surgical mask when Biden entered the room and was quickly handed an N95 version. These are just some of the extraordinary efforts on the part of the White House to keep the president from getting COVID-19, even though, of course, he's gotten both of his regular vaccinations and his booster. It's no surprise that unusual steps are taken to protect the president, but the strict precautions could also threaten to undercut the Biden administration's own efforts to tell Americans, especially those who are vaccinated and boosted, that they can get on with something closer to their normal lives in the face of the Omicron wave. So, right, get it. Understand, on one hand, they're saying get vaxxed, get boosted, and you'll be fine. But on the other hand, right, 
One hand, they're saying, you'll be fine. On the other hand, they can see the message that he is sending. And by the way, here's a video of him telling us what he wants you to do. Please get the shots. And uh, it can save your life. It can save the lives of those around you. And it's easy, accessible, and it's free. So text your zip code to 438829. That's 438829. Or visit vaccines.gov to find a vaccination location near you. We can do this. Get vaccinated. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to get my booster shot and uh, right here. And the major is going to give me the shot. We are helping. We're doing more than every other nation in the world combined. We're going to have well over. And you remember President Biden, of course, on the campaign trail last year. Oh, wait, no, he wasn't on the campaign trail. He was in his basement hiding, doing, you know, live views and Zoom meetings and not actually campaigning for the highest office in the land, commander in chief of the president of the United States. He didn't actually have the, the dignity or the respect to go and speak to the American people. And when he did go out, he would either say, you're all forced to sit in your cars to be able to watch like it's some weird drive-in, like the worst drive-in movie you've ever been to, or he was out there at those events where they had the circles. You remember those, the circles around the lawn chairs? Like you're seeing some weird scene from the Capitol out of Hunger Games and President Snow and Effie are up there. May the odds ever be in your favor there, young whippersnacker. This is a guy, this president, who's telling you one thing, but doing another, right? He is terrified of getting COVID-19. Now at his age, can you blame him? Obviously, can you blame him? But it also exposes something, the absolute frailty of this president, which is bleeding over into other areas of his agenda. His domestic policy is frail and destroyed. His foreign policy is frail and destroyed. So you're seeing a direct link between his physical stamina and his agenda, and then, of course, because he is the commander-in-chief, right, the designs, the aspirations of the United States as a country and its people. This is the, post, the person that we're supposed to be looking up to for stability. We're not seeing stability. We're seeing a guy who, unlike Punxsutawney Phil, is terrified of his own shadow. And that is it for us here today. Human Events Daily, your most action-packed, highest value, hard-hitting analysis and news and commentary that you will get. If you listen to 2x speed, you can get all of this in like 11, 12 minutes. I listen to myself at 2x speed, highly encourage it. That is the best way to listen to podcasts. Some people aren't entirely into it. I gotta say, I'm into it. Remember our motto to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework, share this with one normie friend and though go live us your five-star review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today in 1848, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo was signed, ending the Mexican-American War. We acquired Texas, California, New Mexico, and Arizona for 15 million bucks. What a deal. Wars have consequences. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay a short.